It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to D.C. All right, happy Wednesday to you. It is Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson here with you solo today till 3 before we uh, hand it over to the Hoffman Show. And, of course, what would a day, what would a week be without some excitement with the uh, Washington Commanders here for the program? So we appreciate them doing that for us. As uh, There was a lot, of, a lot of reporting this morning prior to the team taking the field just minutes ago as to how they will handle the quarterback play in week 18, a meaningless game, obviously, for Washington. Could mean a lot for Dallas, depending on how things work out for the Eagles. Uh, Cowboys could steal the NFC East, if you will, if the Eagles come out and get beat by the Giants. So there's obviously a lot on the line. This game's been moved back to the 4 o'clock window, which really uh, is salt in the wound. And I understand it's going to be quite a blue wave out there on Sunday in terms of the way the tickets are going. So, anyway, there was a report this morning, uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, who uh, usually does his work on Saturdays, always felt like. He was always the Saturday news guy. But anyway, he uh, reported out this morning that the commander's um, quarterback plan for this week was to start uh, Taylor Heineke back at quarterback, and Sam Howe would play some. It didn't really specify how, when, where, how, you know, what have you, but that he would play. So that's how the morning started. This was, let me, let me for accuracy's sake, give you the exact time because I know you care about this kind of stuff. Uh, I want to say this was like three hours ago at this point. The managers are expected to turn back to Taylor Heineke as the starter uh, Sunday for the season finale versus the Cowboys, but rookie Sam Howell is also slated to play, marking the NFL debut for the fifth-round pick per source. Barring change of plans, this will be the setup. Okay, well, so then since then, there has been some pushback. There's been some pushback from me and – well, I, mean, I don't know if it was pushback from me and Rappaport. He had his own report. I don't know if he was reacting to the report from Fowler or not, but Ian Rappaport had something that we'll play for you here in a second. John Keim had something uh, this morning as well, tweeting out just a, like in the last hour that, no, they had not finalized their plans as of yet. And then we have the probably the most impactful part of all this stuff, which is the real-time practice, which saw um, one Sam Howell taking the first team reps. So... That being said, then the next couple reps went to Heineke. So they're obviously, you know, quote, splitting reps here. So it appears nothing has been decided. Um, but here's what probably is more alarming for whoever the uh, quarterback of note will be this week is the defense is probably not going to be close to full strength uh, because it looks like um, no Cam Curl or Benjamin St. Juice today to start practice, nor John Allen. So not too good. And um, the commanders also, according to J.P. Finley, have uh, just two running backs to practice right now, Jonathan Williams and Jarrett Patterson. So, I mean, like this thing from the Washington standpoint, standpoint uh, may look like a preseason game in terms of the guys that are out on the field. So, And I get it. You know, you play to win the game, blah, blah, blah. Herm Edwards, you know, Dallas week, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, you want to send off Dan Snyder if this is his last game on the right note, too. I'm sure a lot of you have thought about that. Okay, maybe not. Anyhow, all those things. Look, if you're Ron Rivera, you don't want to have to say, yeah, we won seven games again for the third straight year. No, you don't want to be the seven-win coach for three straight years. But what does it really matter? I mean, it's not going to cost you anything. 
Uh, at the end of the day, you're just going to be on, you know, on notice whenever the new guy shows up, uh, Bobby Billionaire, whoever that ends up being, uh, you know, whenever that happens. So that that's you know that was going to happen regardless if you won eight or seven. So really, what does it matter? But they uh, also um, continue. I mean, these just, just keep continue to come in. That now also there is no. Jamin Davis at practice either. So they're missing everybody. I mean, they are missing everybody today. So there you go. And it's just the first day before Dallas, uh, the game, obviously. You got some time uh, before it's all said and done. All right, let's let's hear. Here was Ian Rappaport this morning while all the chaos was going. Everybody's freaking out about what uh, what Jeremy Fowler reported because they just felt like I, the, the gist of it was, and again, this isn't everybody, the loud part of the social media world was very angry that this wouldn't just be a complete Sam Howell game. So anyway, here was a rap sheet, though, this morning prior to all the chaos. Ron Rivera's not going to start Carson Wentz. I think the plan, you know, the hope going into that game was that Carson Wentz would play well enough to continue playing. That did not happen. So Carson Wentz not going to be the starter this week. That much we know. But it is still not entirely clear who is going to be the starter. I think the main thing, Andrew, for the commanders is that Sam Howell, the rookie fifth-rounder fifth who really impressed during the preseason, pretty limited action, but they got everyone excited about his potential, he is going to play. We don't know if he's going to start, which I think is possible, um, or we don't know whether he's going to come in in relief and uh, get a couple series from Taylor Heineke. But we do know that Sam Howell is going to play. And if you're a Washington Commanders fan and you'd like to know the future of your quarterback position, and pretty clearly there's there's some questions there, I would say, uh, then watching Sam Howell and how he does this weekend will be pretty important and potentially pretty fun. Ron Rivera's- so there you go. That was uh, Ian Rappaport earlier. And that appears to be true because obviously there's no um, definitive one out there today if they're splitting reps. So anyway, we will uh, hear from Ron Rivera probably in an hour and a half-ish, I would guess, probably in the um, next hour or the last hour, and we'll find out what he thinks about all this stuff. Uh, Scott Abraham of uh, ABC7 is going to join us. We'll get his take on all this uh, stuff as well. But, look, the, the bury the lead part, like all, all the reaction, I guess many of us had already you know, said this was over. In our minds, it should have been over um, well before it started for most folks. But, anyway, Carson Wentz, you know, the hidden good news in all this is there's no crazy, like, doubling down on crazy, right? There's no, like, yeah, you want to get crazy? Let's get crazy. We're going to put Carson Wentz out there again just to, to prove a point because, look, you had a high leverage game. You know, he shrunk again and was horrible. Throw up all of himself, however you want to, you know, whatever analogy you want to use. And to roll him out this week in a game that really has zero meaning from the Washington perspective unless you're, you know, getting into this whole tankathon thing. Or you're really caught up in the whole, it's Dallas week, damn it, you got to beat them. And all this kind of stuff. Um, it, you know, there was no point at this point. I mean, he had his chance. He blew it, uh, made you look bad. You know, you got to move on as the evaluator. I mean, because again, there's two hats. Well, there's many hats that Ron Rivera has to wear with the organization. But obviously, as of now, he's still in charge of all, all personnel. You know, he has people with big titles. And also, uh, you have a situation where... You know, he has to do the coaching thing. And, you know, maybe there is part of him, because I've had a lot of people say, you know, what, what's going on um, about this whole thing, right? Like, can you really, try, you know, can you really go out there 
and, you know, not give Taylor Heineke one more chance for all he did for you. Don't you owe him that much? I mean, the team may, you know, in fact, uh, still be holding a grudge here as to the way you handled it last week. Does it even matter? I, I don't know. I mean, I really, I, I really don't know what the feeling of that whole thing is because I think there is some evidence uh, if you really, you know, have deep-dived his things over the last few days that there's there are a lot of folks um, over there that seem to have their feelings in this thing about that decision. And, you know, although they kept the brave face on, maybe weren't really happy about it. And the more you kind of watch these videos after the game, you go, ooh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, well, he's the coach. You know, we're going to have to follow his lead. So, again, you can't take it back. You can't, you can't get last week back. You can't, you know, replay that game. You know, it's a decision. You have to live with it. Um, it, you know, definitely was not a good one. Now, do we know for sure they would have won the game with, with Taylor Heineke, especially the way that defense is playing? I don't know. Offensive line wasn't particularly good either um, in terms of, you know, busting out holes. I mean, it looked like you know, Brian Robinson, who clearly wasn't completely healthy, was running into a brick wall, you know, as well. So we'll, uh, we'll see what, what, they, what they say um, about all this stuff, you know, when it's said and done. I, I don't, look, I, mean, I don't think you're going to get any, any – um, admissions of guilt from anyone. I mean, certainly you weren't getting that on Monday when Ron Rivera spoke, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. So in addition to Scott Abraham, just found out, this is, I'm excited to say Anthony Armstrong, former Washington Redskins wide receiver, will uh, join us coming up as well uh, at 1 o'clock. So looking forward to talking to Anthony. Anthony's been tweeting a lot about the team lately. I know he was over there as an alum a few weeks ago, and uh, I look forward to talking to him. I always liked him uh, when he was here, always a very insightful uh, player, you know, played uh, – you know, played obviously not only just wide receiver, but was a really good special teams guy for this uh, franchise. So, look forward to talking to Anthony uh, coming up at uh, one o'clock. We talk to Scott. So, we get a lot of people in here today. We'll get your calls as well a little bit later on about all this, and maybe we'll have some more clarity by the time we get to the phones about what exactly the plan is. But you know, at the same time, I would suspect we're, we're probably not going to get it. I mean, they don't know the Cowboys anything. They don't know Dallas. You know, they don't know. Dan Quinn anything as to who's starting. Like both quarterbacks have got a lot of similarities. Not a huge difference, except to know that if Hal's in the field, he's got a bigger arm. Uh, he's younger. He's His body's fresher. <laughs> he has not taken the hits that Taylor Heineke's taken at this point. Probably didn't know the offense as well. Probably scaled down to some degree, you would think. But to me, and whether the kid's ready or not, you know, as they say, I mean, when is it really ready? How do you know? I mean, just throw, I mean, did, was anybody in San Francisco saying, hey, man, you know, Brock Purdy's definitely ready for whenever, if it ever happens, he's definitely ready. Did they have any clue until they actually threw him out there in real time and, I don't know, developed a game plan around him, worked with his strengths? Probably not. You know, I know they're all geniuses out there, but, I, you know, I would suspect there was an unknown feel about it, you know, and he's done very well for himself, and they've done a – amazing job you know for the you know in terms of building something around him that plays to his strengths and probably disguises weaknesses and you know everybody's still trying to figure out what all those are at this point as they dissect you know the, that team each week and they don't look like they're slowing down anytime soon so you know there have been less qualified quarterbacks to take the field than Sam Howell Let, let's just get that out of the way because I've been hearing a little bit of that here this week and if that's truly how they feel over there, then that doesn't reflect very well on them, right? Because you've been with the guy all year. I mean, do you not have time to stop, you know, for the kid that's struggling in class and pull him aside and, you know, maybe work with him after school? You know what I mean? If that's true. And I don't know if that's true. But I do find it interesting there's been, you know, some of that little bit of those that insinuation because they're not ready to go all in with him this week. And let's be honest. If you're looking for the preservation play, ding, ding, haven't had to talk about this in a while. 
this is your preservation play, right? Like, this is like, hey, look, we're not complete idiots. We drafted this guy in the fifth round. We moved up to get him after nobody else took him. We're brilliant. See how smart we are? See what we got for you in store next year? Here's a reason to be excited about the team beyond the sale. You know, here we go. Let's go. One, two, three, break. You know, that, that's what you do at this point. This is the thing where, you know, I was saying, you know, many seasons ago where Jay Gruden just freaking lost it. Like, instead of bitching and moaning about your, your owner hijacking your draft and telling all your friends in the media, you know, play nice and, and work your ass off and see what you can do and, you know, at least tr- put up a you know, foot forward like you're trying to make it better, not instead just try to prove a point. But, hey, maybe he just wanted to cash out at the time, and it seems like he's having a good time doing what he's doing, so whatever. But, you know, again, these coaches have got to figure this out sometimes. This is the best play. Things aren't going well. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch to this guy because the season's over. Um, show the fans that, look, we got something to look forward to. Um, this would be, again, if Sam Howell is who they think he could be. I don't know what they think he could be, actually. But if he is who many of our fans hope that he can be, this would help you out a lot in terms of roster building. You don't have to overspend on a veteran. They're probably going to do that anyway or attempt to do it, right? But it's no guarantee you're going to get it. I mean, he's the only guy under contract next year. You have to see him play in one shape uh, or the other. Now, I don't know if he's going to get the full game or not, if we're going to have to go through this, you know, hey, we're going to tailor another shot thing. And, you know, I know a lot of the Taylor folks are like, well, why should he even give you his last shot? Why, you know, he should just give you the middle finger and go into free agency. And that's fine, and that's fine if you want to think that. But, you know, there's certainly better ways to do it. And, you know, we do have to remember most of you folks, most of you, and I'm not talking to the old Dominion people, my people, uh, I'm talking to the rest of you. You had no idea who Taylor Heineke was <laughs> until Scott Turner and Ron Rivera got him off his COVID, off the couch uh, to be the COVID quarterback, okay? So let's not act like, you know, that there was this big market for Taylor, okay? For, for all these people, like, hey, you should just tell them to stick it. Well, dude, who, what were his options prior to these guys? I mean, he was the backup in that XFL, the first version of the XFL. He wasn't even playing there. So, you know, they, they did a pretty good deal, right? Whether you like the way it played out last week or not. Whether they've been warm and cuddly with him or not. He's got a NFL career again, or a NFL career, not again, but finally, thanks to them. So, whether you like the way it, it is finishing out or not, uh, without them, he wouldn't be buying Jordans for everybody. All right, let's get back to some of this stuff uh, coming up. Scott Abraham at... Uh, at the bottom of the hour, and again, uh, former Washington Redskins wide receiver Anthony Armstrong is going to join us at 1 o'clock. It is Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with the Team 90 streaming live on the free audit. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. See ya. All right, Burgundy and Gold today. Uh, Doc will be back with us in the chair tomorrow. Well, not this chair because I'm sitting here. Uh, across from me uh, tomorrow, virtually, that is. Um, and we'll talk to Scott Abraham in about 10 minutes or so from ABC7. His thoughts on whatever the heck is going to be the plan this week at quarterback for the commanders. Um, we sent out a poll earlier. It tweeted it out. Uh, and if you want to participate, feel free to do so as to um, – what you'd like to see done here, um, in the in the and it was in response to that first report that is being debunked now. It uh, looks like, and that is uh, as simple as this: um, if the report is accurate, Taylor Harnicky will start, and how will play? What do you think? I love it. Great decision. Um, 
just play Hal, uh, just play Heineke, just tank at this point. So right now, 81.1% of those that have been polled in, wow, uh, this short period of time, uh, say play Hal, just play Hal. Uh, there are 8.1% of you that just want to tank, and 6.1% uh, of you that think it's a good decision, and then the 47 that think you should just play Heineke at this point in the juncture of the season. All right, have at it. Uh, feel free to do so. I, I think you have to play Hal. Now, if you play some Taylor Heineke, am I going to be overly offended? No. But I think Hal needs to get the majority of the snaps. you got to find out. you got to evaluate everything. I mean, we had a, if we had to suffer through the evaluation of Carson Wentz last week, I think we should be allowed to see what the rookie has, right? Uh, Willis Street says they should play Hal. There's nothing to lose in playing him. He should be part of the quarterback room next year. Yeah, he's the only one who will be, right? Wentz is a mistake, and they will always see Heineke as a backup under this regime. The big change will come with the new owner, and Rivera and company will be gone. Yeah, I mean, I think right now that's a fair feeling, right? I mean, barring an amazing year next year, these guys are uh, on thin ice, and they're, you know, Dependent, unless you know, again, they hire somebody that's just you know superly impressed with what they're seeing to this point. But you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta look at this from the outside. Whoever this new person is, right, billionaire person, multi-billionaire person, persons that buy this team, they're they're gonna put their stamp on this thing one way or the other. I think it's you know the safe money is Ron Rivera's not it's not gonna be coach centric uh, for the long haul. Okay, and that that could change quickly. Like that part of it, you might not be able to change his staff in the first offseason, depending on the timing, but you certainly can get somebody in there that's going to be at least eyes on what everybody's doing. You know, you're going to have somebody like that in the building. Or maybe it's, you know, or maybe it's a consultant, what have you. I mean, teams often do this, and I mentioned this last week with, um, earlier this week with Rick, Doc Walker, is, you know, they'll let your, they'll let the staff finish out the draft because they've done all the homework, they've got everything done. They'll keep them through the draft. They'll do the draft with them. And then after the draft, you see some wholesale changes in personnel departments. And who knows? Maybe that's what will happen here. You know, maybe that's, the that's you know, for those looking for a drastic change, that might be all you're going to get this offseason. Sure, you could tweak the staff, but we went over these, you know, these, you know, problems or the challenges, I should say, with that is if you were somebody with some, you know, with some options, um, with some upside – are you really going to want to come to a place where it looks like the coach, you know, is not on this firmest of ground going into year four with an ownership change? Most likely. I guess we have to still caveat it until it's done. But again, if you're paying attention, the bids were well over what they had anticipated. That would seem to speak well of it happening. But anyway, I guess, you know, just because it's, been what it's been, <laughs> you know, you, you can never, never, ever rule anything out. Uh, I, but every all signs still point to a full-on sale that, um, you know, the message has been loud and clear that that's what's going to happen, um, you know, from Snyder's perspective. There's this weird story the other day where he said that his residence is England now. You know, there's these stories about him, you know, cleaning out the houses and all these things. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, just, you know, you just hope Roger Goodell and company and the owners, you know, can make it happen quickly. Because they're going to have to prove it, obviously. Where it's all said, you just don't want a, a repeat of what happened. And for those of you old enough to remember the 99, it just it, it ruined the offseason for sure. Uh, but then they had a very good year, right? Then they had a great year. 
um, in, in the end. But that you know that team, they just need some tweaking, right? They just need some tweaking, and they were able to do that. They didn't need a crazy, you know, that year the defense wasn't very good after that season. And of course, that's when they went all crazy with all the overrated, you know, over, you know, over the hill, you know, free agents and totally ruined something. It just needed a slight tweak on defense. Maybe a new DC. That's all they needed. And instead, they went, you know, crazy. Went absolutely crazy, and, you know, the rest is history, as we all know. All right, so that's what it looks like now. And again, Hal, there's plenty of video. Um, feels like the open session's lasting longer than normal. Of Hal throwing the football out there today uh, with the wide receiver, with, you know, to his wide receivers and Heineke as well. So it's like a one and one A situation with the way they're running them. But again, I would suspect you will see both. I don't think you make Taylor go through all this just to pull the rug out from under him at the last minute. I think he does get some playing time uh, at some point in this game. And, you know, look, Micah Parsons, the Cowboys, they're going to be ready to roll, right? They are going to be ready to roll. they got everything to play for. I imagine it's going to be a large, large contingency of uh, blue in that stadium, which is sad because it's Sonny Jurgensen Day, right? I mean, this is supposed to be... Uh, a celebration of one of the franchise's most important players, Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, more than just a player. It was a great media personality on the radio broadcast forever. Um, it was on television here, Redskins sidelines, you know, Glenn Brenner, the great, the great late Glenn Brenner, and the, with the great late George Michael later on when he was doing um, – George Michaels, excuse me, not George Michael, hello. Uh, with George Michaels when he was on Channel 4. Uh, after uh, after that, I mean, you know, Sonny deserves better, but I'm I'm afraid, you know, we're going to get this. We've seen way too often late in seasons here. Um, you know, team takeover time, team takeover. Anyway, all right, Scott Abraham, ABC Seven. He's uh, I'm sure got a few opinions and all this stuff, and uh, we'll get to that coming up next. And again, Anthony Armstrong, former Redskins wide receiver, at one o'clock. It is Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with the Team Nineity streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. Back here on Burgundy Gold today, Scott Jackson with you. And joining us right now via the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter Be the Books, download the BetQL app today. It is the one and only Scott Abraham from ABC7 uh, joining us today on what has been a chaotic morning with reports about the commander's quarterback situation. Uh, afternoon, Scott. How you doing? Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? Yeah, Happy New Year. I haven't seen you since the New Year, have I? Um, I didn't yeah. see it. This were you at this? You weren't at the stadium Sunday, right? No, I didn't. I was. That was in my been at my in laws for twelve days because I'm the best husband of the year. Wow, you were you were in a hostage days. situation, dude. That's not days in Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Well, I you really were. Star. Wow, you do get a gold star. You're you're done for the year, man. You're 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 clear. Not, my 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 quote has been met. I told my wife. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. clear till 2024. Good job by you. Um, <laughs> Uh, we love our in-laws. All of us do. Come on. We know. Yeah, it. All, yeah all right. I do. Let's, let's get to the news today. All right. First, maybe Jeremy Fowler jumped the gun. Maybe somebody in that building jumped the gun. Whatever it was, uh, they're saying no decision yet. Uh, we'll hear from Ron Rivera in the next hour, half hour, whatever it may be. But it looks like the way they're running the quarterbacks at practice, they have not made it a definitive decision as to who is going to either start or get the majority of the reps this week. Yeah, we just left uh, kind of the open media viewing portion uh, mm -hmm. of the practice, albeit it's, you know, 15 minutes is the glorified stretching and just running through some drills. Yeah. Obviously, 
Sam Howell, Taylor Heineke, and uh, Carson Wentz are all out there taking snaps, taking throws. You know, we'll get the finality uh, in probably about an hour or so when Ron Rivera does the press conference. As you mentioned, there's the report uh, this morning that they're going to go with Taylor Heineke to start, but expect to see Sam Howell to play. Uh, you know how the fans feel. You know how some media members feel. Uh, it's an interesting situation, interesting predicament. Um, I would like to see uh, Sam Howell uh, sure. because what better opportunity than now where there's a game that, let's be honest, I know it's Dallas week, it's a rivalry, but it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. It actually hurts more to win this game in terms of draft positioning. Let's see what the kid can do against a defense that is playing for something. Obviously, Dallas could still win the division, so they're going to want to win. They're going to want to play their starters. Uh, I want to see Sam Howell take the kid's, kid, kid gloves off. Let's see what he has. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, and again, he's the only guy in a contract next year. So I, I do think you need to leave this season with some feel for what it looks like with him in live action, real live action, not preseason action. And maybe it is just part of the game. Maybe it's not the whole thing. But it does seem like it. And by the way, you know, for a staff that, let's be honest, if we're having a, you know, a, a fan poll on it, they, they don't exactly have the, you know, the backing of the, the fan base at the present time. Uh, it's not a group that, that goes in with a with a strong backing of uh, of the fan base right now. This might be their way to at least show that they did something right, which was take this guy in the fifth round and move up to get him and have obviously coached him up a little bit while behind the scenes this year. Scott, listen, Sam Howell has been in the system, in this building, since rookie minicamp in May. It yeah. is now January. He's had his reps. He's been practicing. He's been in the film room. He has. There's no excuse, okay? Oh, he could get injured. Oh, why do you want to embarrass him? Listen, you got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's an it's an injury risk every time you step onto the football field for any player. It doesn't matter who you are. You're at risk for energy and injury when you play that this game of football. So Sam Howell, there's no excuse in my opinion. If he's not ready, you know what? You know whose fault that is? That's the coaches. That is the coaching staff's fault if you don't think he's ready to start a game in the NFL when he's been there since middle of May since rookie minicamp. No doubt. Um, and again, you know, you got to look at it like that. But maybe they, maybe they feel that he isn't, and it's going to make them look even worse uh, than they feel like they do now. I don't know. I mean, there's that other side of the coin, right? Yeah, You're right. Yeah. What if he, what if he goes in there and he's a a freaking disaster, a Ben yeah. Denucci or a Nick Mullins, yeah. whatever you want to, you yeah. know, think about in terms of quarterbacks that just kind of fall flat on their face there's that side of the coin of embarrassment of yeah he is not ready whose fault is that so did they miss with him picking in the draft so you're exactly right there's an embarrassment factor on that end as well all right here we're we're here with scott abraham uh, channel seven with us here on the uh, team 980 streaming live in the free odyssey app it is burgundy gold today all right here is the good news out of this for commanders fans and i don't think anybody's seeing today because they're just too in their feelings about how it should be heineke how what have you uh, never heard Wentz's name mentioned in any of these reports. <laughs> and, uh, and obviously, he's not been on the field today in the rotation of quarterbacks. But just go, rewinding last week, what, what was your thought? I know, look, a lot of folks were frustrated with the way they were playing offensively, leaving a lot of points in the field. But in your wildest dreams, did you ever think it would look that bad? And how bad does that decision obviously look for the head coach and the guy who's you know in charge of everything in Ron Rivera? Let's start after the Niners game. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a problem, honestly. I didn't have a problem with his decision, Ron's decision, to go back to Carson Wentz, okay? 
I, 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 under, I understood both arguments, but if I was in Ron's position, I might have probably gone back to the guy I'm paying $20 million for that I traded for that, you know what, this is why we brought him here for these big moments for, for, to win these type of games. Let's see what he's got. Okay? I put him in there. I start him um, on, on Sunday against the Browns. Um, it was a mixed bag in the first half. Yeah, they had that long, long touchdown drive. They scored. But then in the second half, I would have maybe if I could have seen the tea leaves and maybe put back in Heineke for that spark, for that, you know, underdog mentality here to save the day. Uh, and it didn't, it didn't work out. And yeah. that decision ultimately to trade for Carson Wentz, to bring him here to Washington, to start him in a must-win game, it blew up in their face. They whiffed. They whiffed. It, it did not work out. So that's, that's what it happens when you try to bring in a quarterback to Washington, unfortunately. They just don't work out, and we're going to be in the same situation as we were last offseason, and we're going to be in the same boat as the Colts, as uh, the Panthers, as the Jets. It's going to be the same teams trying to find that veteran quarterback again to try to uh, reverse the curse, per se. Yeah, no doubt. Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, going into the offseason – you know, you mentioned going back in that quarterback pool. A lot of people are already connecting dots. You know, Derek Carr, of course, former or you know former head coach was was Jack Del Rio, and all that kind of stuff. And and obviously he was a highly thought of quarterback going into the year. Heck, he was in the playoffs last year. Now, oh boy, uh, not been so good this year. Gets benched. You know, and maybe you can just write it off to, well, this is you know this is what you know Josh McDaniel you know does, but. Uh, would you would you bite that apple and go after him, knowing there there could be some some damage there because obviously they already given up on him. This is how I see the quarterback situation in the offseason. Okay, so I assume I'm assuming Ron Rivera is going to be back next year. Yep, I believe he's going to be the head coach for Washington, whether it's a new owner or the same ownership. Because if there's a new owner comes on board, I think it's just going to be too hard to to change coaching. Uh, staff uh, change the head coach when you take over, say, March, whenever it's going to be. I think it'll be an evaluation period for that new owner to look at what he's got in terms of the coaching staff and who he has as the head coach. So I think Ron Rivera is going to be here next year. With that being said, if I'm Ron Rivera, I know probably year four, this this could be it. And this could be my days are numbered. You got to win. You got to make the playoffs. So there's no way, if I'm in his shoes, there's no way I'm putting – my coaching life in the hands of a rookie quarterback. So I don't think they're going to go and draft a rookie quarterback and expect to start him week one of 2023 because it is so hard to take a rookie quarterback and be successful in year one. And I don't think Ron has that time to have that rebuild process because he's in win-now mode to save his job and save his coaching career. So that being said, they're going to go back to the veteran quarterback retread cycles who's the best quarterback out there in terms of potential veteran quarterbacks available Derek Carr you got maybe Jimmy Garoppolo a Geno Smith those are some names that are going to be thrown around here over the next coming months and the problem is it is not an enticing place for quarterbacks to come to Washington to play so you're not going to get a free agent quarterback to want to sign here in Washington with a big name. You're going to have to probably make a trade again like they did with Carson Wentz because of the fact quarterbacks just don't want to come here because they don't think they can win. And that's the predicament they are in. And that's what's going to happen again. I think they're going to make a trade and try to get a veteran quarterback, a retread. I just don't see Ron 
going with a rookie quarterback and putting his coaching life, coaching career here in Washington on the line in a rebuild process with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you. It makes, it makes a lot of sense, and they're probably going to get, you know, held up again. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was thinking about this on Monday, and I get it. This game means nothing, so you're kind of looking ahead to the future. But, uh, you know, hindsight, as Steve Spurrier once said, is 50-50. Uh, you know, looking back on it, I, I don't know if he should have really answered that question at that moment like he did because I feel like it almost came off like last season, right? Like everybody knew you were desperate for the quarterback. Uh, everybody knew that you were in a position of weakness, and, and you don't even have to say it for them to know it, but you've just kind of played it up, you know, like at least if you play Hal and lean into that and lean into the idea of development, blah, 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 even if you don't mean it, you know, maybe maybe you're not, you know, going to get held up at the, you know, held up in this uh, off season. but I just feel like they're going to overspend again over, you know, whether it, you know, because of, you know, they whatever they give up, you because, know, yeah. Because teams know what they need. Teams yeah. know that they're desperate. They have all the the, the other teams have all the leverage. Yeah. Washington has no leverage, Scott, and yeah. no leverage in a trade scenario for a quarterback, a free agent quarterback. They're going to have to overpay no matter how they go about acquiring said veteran quarterback. That's that's the reality. Yeah, yeah, and again, that's why it'd be nice for this uh, new person, whoever they are, to get in here in a hurry. To maybe uh, you know put the brakes on it, but I, I just don't see a timetable where that works. I think this is coming in you know late into free agency or the early part of free agency, and then by then the damage could be done, right? I mean by then those moves have been made, and you can't put the brakes on them, you know, and you're you're kind of uh, you're kind of stuck in what to you know live with whatever those decisions are. You know how it is. Life is all about timing sometimes, and um, this ownership dark cloud, whatever you want to say, is the big kind of factor element in all this. And until that sorts itself out, in a sense, this franchise is going to be handcuffed until it's all it's all final. Whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, in terms yeah. of staying, leaving, new owner, um, it's, it's a, not an easy transition. And unfortunately, this franchise is, is kind of in the middle ground right now, waiting for that to sort itself out. No doubt. Uh, a lot of injured guys, it looks like, in terms of uh, the defense, you know, which could also lend to an ugly, ugly day uh, for this team at FedEx Field in front of a lot of Cowboys fans on the day they're, they're going to retire Sonny Jurgensen's number finally. Uh, you know, I, you know, somebody told me, I don't know if this is true, if you've looked at it, but they've, uh, I don't know if it's true, but here it goes. Uh, somebody sent me a thing saying that the, the tickets were actually, uh, on the move. Like there was, a, they were moving, uh, on the, on the secondary market. So that, uh, obviously that means that somebody's motivated to come to this game and it's probably not commanders it's fans. It's not commanders fans. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it is not commanders fans, unfortunately. And that's going to be, uh, you know. A lot of there's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans, regardless. But yeah, right. you know, because of the non-juice factor from the Commander side, uh, I I can't see uh, too many Commanders fans um, going to want to show their face on Sunday, especially with the possibility of all these players not playing in terms of you know like a John Allen, a Cam Curl, Benjamin St. Juice, yeah. you know, Antonio Gibson. Uh, it could be a lot of you know backups, rotational players. Um, and then you might be able to get a chance to see a Sam Howell that could uh, may not be pretty against the first team uh, defense in Dallas that w- needs to win. Yeah, actually, I'm seeing some lower levels going in three hundred dollar level. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, that is definitely a, a little hotter market than it was last week. Needless to say, so there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yep. just looking at the old StubHub right now. That's eesh, a little higher than normal. That's uh, for sure. 
Are there are there a lot of tickets available? I oh think? yeah, I mean StubHub. Yeah, I mean yeah. you can always you know there's always available, right? Like it's just a matter of how much yeah. you're going to pay for it. But yeah, it does seem like there's a good availability. It's just a matter the pricing seems higher is what the difference is. So I mean, it's a four twenty five game. You know, there's a lot of good games that'll be on the television on yeah. Red Zone, and I think fans may just want to just kick back on the couch and watch some other good football that means more in the grand scheme of things of just in terms of uh, playoff picturing. Um, for the AFC and NFC. All right. Well, I know you'll have it all tonight on uh, Channel 7, whatever Ron Rivera says coming up in the next half hour to 45 minutes or whatever it ends up being about the quarterbacks. But who knows? He may just make us wait, may have both quarterbacks available today. Um, Yeah, Taylor Heineke, both of them will be (laughs) probably talking today, I would guess. And then, you know, from there, probably, you know, later in the week we'll find out for sure who the starter is. Yeah, as we like to say in television, Mr. Jackson, uh, stay tuned. I like it. All right, thank you, Scott. We will. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Take care. All right, Scott Abraham, good enough to give us some time today, uh, sitting out in his car waiting for the open locker room because now it's, you know, the session was open, it's closed. Uh, Anyway, way too much inside baseball. Nobody cares, I know. All right, so, um, yeah, there's not a lot of, you know, again, the the famous Steve Spurrier coaches show from many, many years ago here on – was well, then at that point was it sport? Yeah, it was still just Sports Talk 980, which was coach. Is there any reason to give the fans some hope for next season? Yeah, well, Andy, Steve, I, I really can't think of anything right now. That's kind of you know that's kind of where I'm at at this moment. At this moment, you know, again, I think a, a new owner, a new approach, could certainly go a long way. No question about it. It could help, but. In the short term, and by short term, I mean going into this offseason, you know, this sale thing is actually bad timing, right? That's the bad timing. Part of it, but that's it. You know, right now you're kind of you're kind of going to have to work around that. Try to work your best around it. You know, that's going to be the issue. Um, I'll get to some of the tweets. They're pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Jackson Sports, you can hit me up there. Anthony Armstrong, former Washington Redskins wide receiver, uh, will join us coming up. He's been tweeting a lot lately. He's got a podcast as well he'll tell you about where you can find him. And uh, he's got some thoughts about what this team needs to do uh, in the offseason as well. It is uh, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with the Team Nightly streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. All right, back here. It is Burgundy Gold today. Uh, Scott Jackson with you. We talked to Anthony Armstrong, former uh, Redskins wide receiver, played for Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan, 2010-2011 here. Been doing a podcast um, and also, you know, been tweeting about some interesting stuff. You know, he was up here recently, toured the facility. Uh, he is on the uh, Believe Commander show, his co-host there. And I believe he's in Dallas-Fort Worth as well. Yeah, and he is. Okay, I've confirmed that. So he does uh, rural real estate, talking sports, so we'll get his take on the Cowboys game, uh, frustrations, thoughts, any of that stuff. So we'll talk to Anthony coming up uh, at the top of the hour. All right, so you heard, you heard from uh, Scott Abraham, who's out there today. Obviously, um, we'll get more or less, depending on how Ron Rivera wants to play it today. Uh, when he talks to the media here in the next hour, I'd suspect. All right, so just going through some of the tweets here. Um, and again, you can always hit us up at Jackson Sports. And again, the poll question was in regards to the original report this morning that uh, if they, in fact, start Heineke play, how, what are your thoughts on that? N- most of you, 80.4% of you believe they should just play Hal. 
There's another 7.7% say just tank. Uh, there's actually 7.1% that like the decision. And just play Heineke crowd not doing too well right now at 4.8%. I think even they understand that is not really in the cards. Now, you've got to find something out about uh, one Sam Howell. All right, so the tweets. Uh, we have a um, – <laughs> off the Derek Carr discussion um, – DC Sports Supernova says, Derek Carr will be yet another epic fail by this franchise. All right? Tell me how you really feel. Uh, Kevin Stanfield says, Micah Parson agrees that Hal should start. <laughs> hey, listen, Hal has got more wheels and more of an arm than Heineke. i just not 100% sure he knows what all the plays are supposed to be. I guess we'll find out soon enough. You know, none of us do until we see it. Uh T. Parker says, Jerry Jones is going to play his starter the entire game due to his fair relationship with Danny Boy. He's going to make sure he is embarrassed. Well, look, he he doesn't even need to do that. But he probably will because they need the game, potentially. Unless, of course, the Eagles just do what they did last time to the Giants and just destroy them, and they get out way out in front, then, yeah, I can see that. Um, my friend John McQuiston down in Florida says, you need to see what you have in Hal. You know what you have in Heineke. Similarly, the Go Bucks should play Kyle Trask as a backup this week. They need to prepare for the post-Brady, uh, and they spend a second-round pick on him. He needs to get real game action. Yeah, I heard something from Brady on his podcast where he's like, he wants to play. Like he, He's not he, – he doesn't think there's anything as a meaningless game. He wants the reps, man. He's a freak, but he plays the preseason too. He's a real competitor. I love it. Uh, Gutlead says, want to see Hal, but putting him out there versus Dallas is a recipe for disaster. Don't think much gets accomplished. Again, there's no perfect landing spot for this, right? I mean, you missed a lot of windows. You missed the Texans game because it was closer than it should have been, even though you were in control. Uh, you know, there's been other spots too. You know, they, they goofed around. I mean, they could have made, I mean, they were again, seven and five on the 27th of November. <laughs> and didn't win another damn game. I mean, so yeah, I mean, this is the predicament they're in. And there's no easy place for it. But, you know, it, it's, I don't know. We, we make it so much harder here. And it usually is harder here. I, I You know, it usually is. Maybe that just speaks of, uh, speaks of the people that are in charge. You know, maybe that's, I mean, that's it's just that simple. Maybe it's just that simple. I, you have to show, let him play some. I mean, there's ways that he can roll him out. He's a mobile guy. Got a big arm. Yeah, you can you can do some things to make it easy for him. Yeah, and Dallas is going to try to take his head off. Of course they are. I mean, you don't think Miles Garrett would have tried to do the same thing to him last week? I mean, of course it's going to be hard. Um, you got to be expecting that. You know, whoever's out there is going to have a tough day if Dallas is on their game. And it looks like you know the Commanders going to be down some people. It looks like Chris Paul is going to finally get to play too. At guard, he was at least taking reps of the first team today on the right side, and they had Cosme back at right tackle. You know, I, I don't know. It's just weird to me that the 49ers apparently are the only team that can get a quarterback from this draft, and the, and the Steelers. I mean, Pickett hasn't been great, but he's played. But he was the first guy taken. And, look, Malik Willis obviously isn't ready. I mean, we've seen that enough this season. They're not even starting this week. They're starting Joshua Dobbs in a game they must have with Tannehill out for the season. I mean, so, yeah, I, okay, you know. True, true that, but I mean, he can't be the only staff in America that can put together a game plan to you know protect their guy number one and make them a functional offense. But maybe so, maybe so, and it just goes back to what a lot of our our uh, fan base probably believes, which is these aren't the right guys. <laughs> these are not the right guys that we have running the show right now. But 
for the here and now, this is who you have until uh, further notice. Until further notice. All right. Coming up at the top there, we'll talk to Anthony Armstrong. Uh, there have not been any recent updates in DeMar Hamlin's uh, progress, but I did obviously, like everybody else, see the reports late yesterday and have kind of been echoed again today that he is breathing somewhat more so on his own now. Uh, you know, less assistance from, um, you know, oxygen, which is good news, certainly. Um, but the progress appears to be being made, but obviously still in very critical condition. And what a scary situation that was for anybody watching that game the other night or paying attention. That was that was nuts. And it does not look like the league is going to you know make them play this game. So they're just going to have to figure it out based on winning percentage, which I think is the right call. I do think it's the right call. And I know there's a lot of people flipping out the other day. Were they told to go back and warm up? You know, was Joe Buck correct? Was ESPN wrong? You know, whatever it was. I mean, there's no playbook for the situation, but hopefully they'll never have to do it again. But I would say this, the positive about all this stuff, the amazing work the paramedics did and the doctors, I mean, to react as quickly as they did, uh, that was that was incredible. Um, and, you know, glad the guy hopefully is headed to recovery. But boy, what a awful, awful situation that was to watch. And the other, you know, silver lining of humanity out of this is the GoFundMe that he started in 2020 for a toy drive that I think the original hope was to get $5,000 for is now at like $6 million or more now. It might be even more than I last saw. But I'd see, I mean, it's incredible the people just donating money. Organizations, players, just regular folks is a, it's a beautiful part of this. And uh, hopefully he gets to, uh, again, um, Appreciate all this at some point. Hopefully he gets full recovery. All right, coming up, we'll get to Anthony Armstrong, talk more about the commanders. He had some thoughts on what this staff needs to do more so, and obviously the decision last week at quarterback, and if that, in fact, did lose this locker room, at least for the time being. We'll get to it all straight ahead. It is Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.